What up, chat? Oh, not too much. You know the use, the, the the standard, the the thing. How you doing? I'm doing well, very well. Oh yeah. Uh, welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. It's me, Denzel. It's your boy, Chet. And we're here with another week, and this time. We're talking about some random shit. I'm not entirely sure yet. Castlevania. Castle. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. (laughs) And I also watched this movie called Mile 22 and finished Sabrina. I've never heard of Mile 22. Doug, uh, (laughs) we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, But before we get into that, I definitely want to announce officially that we do have pins. We've got pins. Go buy the pins. We've got pins. Go buy the pins. It's the Anime Sucks pin, and it's a hard enamel pin that's glittery gold and I want to say silver or something like that. Uh, and they're pretty, they're pretty fucking sick. All right, so we've got these pins, and they're 10 bucks plus some amount of shipping, and they're really great. They're fucking beautiful. Yeah, man. Um, so I encourage you to go to realnerdhours.bigcartel.com and you'll find the pins there and you can cop one. Yeah, you can support the show, show them off to your friends, tell the people that, you know, that you have good taste in pin form by uh, exclaiming that anime sucks, which, as we all know, is the truth. Yes, it's certified fact. You can't deny it. And if you do, you're a liar. We have empirical evidence to back this up. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's backed by all the biggest research schools, Tokyo University, <laughs> uh, Stanford, and whatever other weeaboo university exists out there. We have all of them. It's certified. Certified. Classic. Don't fucking at me. Just go ahead and go, ahead and go buy them. Yeah. We have uh, 67 or so left in stock. Okay. Uh, the pre-order ends on the 11th. No, the 12th. At midnight, I suppose. Hey. And then I'm going to ship them out. And yeah. Yeah. Cop one. Uh, they're great looking. And yeah. Buy the pins. 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 <laughs> at, at what point does it stop becoming subliminal and just become super liminal? Uh, right now. Okay. Buy the pins. All right. All right. Uh, the bonus content on the Patreon is going to resume this weekend. That's my bad. Uh, for the last like three weeks, everybody's been fucking incredibly busy. So Charles and I are getting together on Friday, and then I assume Chet and I are going to get together this weekend as well and do a bunch of shit. Um, and yeah, that's going to pick right back up where we left off. We're going to do a few one-shot night schools until we get this guest in, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for your patience. So, getting into it, Mile 22. Yes. Stars Mark Wahlberg and features like a bunch of actors I've never heard of. And so, this is the shitty sequel to Eight Mile. <laughs> Everybody's a rapper in China or whatever. Uh, no, it's. I can't remember who else is in it. I think Ronda Rousey's in it. <sighs> There's uh, John Malkovich. And like a bunch of other people that I'm not familiar with. Okay. It's a movie funded by a Chinese company. Good start. And you can tell, (laughs) uh, especially by the end of the movie, the movie is fucking weird. Uh, First and foremost, it depicts 
all of the Americans on the team, with the exception of the Asian dude, uh, being like fucking raging lunatics okay. who just love violence. Okay, it's I'm not exaggerating about I, this. I, it's I, really <laughs> fucking weird. It's really weird. Mark Wahlberg's the leader. Uh, he's this autistic dude with CTE that just loves screaming at people. In the beginning of the movie, there's like a little flashback to Mark Wahlberg's childhood. And there's like this clip of a doctor saying, we think your son might be special. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So and it either means he's got Asperger's or he's autistic. And he's got uh, with his mother, he's got this special thing going on where whenever he feels like he's getting a little bit angry, he snaps this rubber band yeah. against his wrist. Bizarre. The okay. movie's bizarre from the start because it starts out. With everybody like raiding this Russian house and killing all the people who are in there on the orders of John Malkovich. And then the movie proceeds with them meeting back up in like some made up city in Asia. We know it's an Asian city, but it's, I think it's just a made up city. And from there, they're charged with finding like cadmium or some fucking nuclear shit where if it's, blown up or exposed to people it'll kill them they were like oh it's gonna it's gonna have a higher body count than nagasaki and hiroshima put together and like okay cool that's fine but we get it it's nuclear i i feel like once you say like it's nuclear then you can just stop explaining from there like that kind of implies that shit's deadly yeah and it's going to be very bad for whatever city it goes to so in the first scene that mark Wahlberg yells at somebody i think it's this woman who's got a kid and her husband's like a real piece of shit and he's very vindictive so they have to communicate through this app called family wizard and this woman is talking to her husband through Family Wizard, and it's her daughter's birthday, and she can't be there for her daughter. Typically, in this situation, it's the dad who's dealing with the mom, who's like being very vindictive and doesn't want the kid around the father because they couldn't be home from work or whatever. But they just reverse the roles, and it's just this lady with crazy rage issues, like intense rage issues, and she is asked for like a cupcake recipe or something for her daughter's birthday by the stepmom. And she's like, no, I'm not going to put the fucking blue dye. In your fucking th-. And then the app sends it. That's beside the point, I guess. But <laughs> Mark Wahlberg walks in on after she's like, comes out of the shower or something at the base. And he's like, what the fuck happened with your swords? And he's doing his like weird Boston accent. Oh, he's like, I can't believe this. I can't even, I I, I don't know how to do a fucking Boston accent or even a weak Boston accent, but he's basically just yelling at her because the source gave her bad information. So later in the movie, the source comes in and turns himself in and he's like, oh, get me out of the fucking country and we'll uh, we'll have a deal. I'll open up this hard drive with all the locations of the cadmium on it. 
And they were like, ah, can we trust this guy? Can we trust this guy? Blah, blah, blah. Second scene comes up where Marky Mark is yelling at people. This motherfucker walks into the room where the computer nerds are that are working to decrypt the disc. And he's like explaining to them how bad it would be if this bomb goes off. And he's like, are you guys good with numbers? I'm good with numbers. And he he proceeds to do something that's along the lines of like two times two or some shit like that. And it's obviously supposed to be a scene to show how intense he is regarding like his job and like the type of personality that he has or whatever. But it seems like they just put the most base level information in his fucking rant. And then Ronda Rousey's sitting in there and one of the computer people asks her, uh, oh man, what's what's up with this guy? He's what's a, is he having a bad day? And she's just like, he just hates computer people, fucking nerds. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, this is this is going out of its way to make these people seem fucking deranged. Yeah. So let's flash back a little bit to the control room. So there's a group of people that call themselves or John Malkovich calls himself mother when they're communicating on the radios or whatever. So when they speak, it's in code or whatever. And there are a bunch of people who work in that office and they are all fucking psychos. (laughs) One dude's got an itchy trigger finger for the fucking drone. And he keeps asking if he can fucking fire missiles on people and shit. And when they kill somebody, they like cheer it's really depraved yeah and it's not it's not as if anybody in there is like sullen about the work they're doing and they're like oh man we shouldn't be doing this this is fucked up because what they're essentially doing is going against the government of this made-up asian city Mm -hmm. and the dude who comes in who's their source is a cop that works for the department now you ask me well, how does a cop know where the fuck cadmium is? <laughs> really? Uh, he's a low-level cop, as stated by multiple people. And they it's a really weird, dumb, convoluted story. It's supposed to be something along the lines of the raid or something like that. But it's it doesn't compare. Because what it is is a point A to point B action movie. And there are a bunch of obstacles in the way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot to deal with. So... <laughs> Everybody on Mark Wahlberg's team is a raging fucking piece of shit, with the exception of Doug. Doug is really chill. He's the Asian guy. Of course he is. And everybody slowly gets killed throughout the movie, as you would expect, sure. because everybody's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, and even Doug gets killed. No. Uh, but you know that Mark Wahlberg is alive because it keeps flashing back to some weird interview he's doing about why what happened happened. It's oh. like a debriefing interview with some fucking weird dude. Okay. After all of that happens, let's just skip to the end. Mark Wahlberg yells at people more than once, and he's like weirdly insensitive about things that happen to his team. Like this woman gets trapped in a room where she's like trying to fight off some guy or something like that, and he's about to kill her, and Mark Wahlberg kills him as like she's about to suffocate because he's got her in a rear naked choke or some shit like that he doesn't check to see if she's all right he's just like you had enough let's get the fuck out of here there's some shit like that and i'm like what the fuck so when i think about this when it's played for chinese audiences 
the Americans are going to look fucking wild. Yeah. they. I already think they look fucking crazy. And at the end of the movie, of course, Eco Wise, I can't remember the fuck the name of his character. <laughs> uh, the dude from the raid is the the cop with the source. Turns out he's working for the Russians the whole time. Oh, shit. And the Russians, from the beginning of the movie, some very powerful Russian woman, her son was involved in the raid on the house. And because they killed everybody, they killed her son. And she wanted revenge. So what'd she do? She hired this guy to do something with cadmium or something like that. And then he, she slowly wanted them all to be killed throughout the movie. And she had no way of controlling any of it. It just kind of happened. Unless if the government for that made-up Asian city is actually working for the Russians. Which, in no way had that ever been stated or anything like that. What had been stated was the the Russians had their comms. Uh, had the American comms. So they were able to like spy on what was being said. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) It Uh, sounds pretty stupid. At the end of the movie... They all die except for Mark Wahlberg. Even Eco Wise or whatever takes down a fucking military plane by himself Jesus. with a fucking pistol. <laughs> Steals a pistol from one of the fucking guards walking around the plane and he fucking kills everybody. And for some reason the plane is smoking. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what happens. Right? When you shoot everybody on the inside, yeah. It puts out white smoke to let you know another Pope needs to be elected. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Yeah, the plain Pope. Yeah. Yeah, Sky Pope over here. That movie sucked. Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty fucking whack. Yeah, dog. I'm disappointed. Not I'm not disappointed that I watched it. I'm just disappointed that it exists. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I don't know. China has been kind of changing the game, not necessarily in a good way. Yeah. The direction of action movies recently has been really weird and off-putting because back even back during the 90s when it was like the heyday of action movies, you didn't really see that level of gung-ho-ness for No, and it wouldn't be celebrated like that. Like when you have stuff like say Rambo or First Blood rather, you know, they drew first blood on him. It was like, hey, he's trying to fend for himself. He's just trying to survive. Or you have something like The Raid where, yeah, it's a lot of violence involved, but these are people coming after them. And it's not like it's not like they're going out there just to kill people for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, uh, but when you when you glorify the violence, it gets kind of off putting. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they wanted to portray the Americans as bloodthirsty, angry fucking people. I have a feeling this that like the plot of it is a little uh, tongue in cheek about like North Korea. Because they're talking about like nuclear arms and stuff and the Americans getting way too involved in it. I don't know. You'd have to watch it and okay. let me know because I don't. I don't see the parallels. I'm uh, just thinking, like, given that it's a Chinese-made movie with Americans going bonkers over nuclear materials, yeah, and being bloodthirsty about it. That seems like it's it, it's some subtle. I mean, it could be possibly, but in 2017, I think the movie came out last year. Okay. 
And so they would have been, or maybe even early this year. Mm-hmm. So they would have been filming over the last like year and a half or something. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Yeah, just I no, actually, don't watch it. I don't I recommend don't anybody. Plan on it. <laughs> nobody should watch this. It's fucking stupid. It sounds pretty fucking. It's dumb. it's weird and it's dumb. It's not worth paying attention to. I wanted to see it because I wanted to see how ronda rousey's acting was oh yeah because she's been doing pretty well in the wwe oh yeah so i wanted to be like oh maybe she's like working on the acting thing and turns out not good (laughs) uh it's good that they didn't make that roadhouse movie with her because her acting is really weird and stiff i could see that she i never saw the appeal of her i mean granted i and was never really into the UFC and stuff, but she just, I don't hate her as much as I hate Conor McGregor who can suck a fat old bag of dicks. That guy pissed me off. But, um, yeah, Ronda Rousey never, uh, she just was always off putting to me in this sort of weird, not quite just her ego, but like, I don't know. She, she was really stuck up about certain things. And every time I saw interviews with her, I was just like, I just don't, I don't like you. Yeah, she's got. I also think the fan base definitely didn't help because there was a lot of people like really jumping on her dick, and there was a lot of people already who didn't like. <laughs> so that I'm sure that was part of my bias. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, fan bases turn me off of things all the time. Yeah, I mean, something could be really good, and it just makes me not want to watch it. it. Oh man, I've I had to reconcile that when it came to undertale because i had heard a lot about it and like the fans were really all up about it and i had some friends saying like oh this game is really good but a lot of the other people that were saying it were a bunch of furries and like really weird like people who are way too into steven universe types yep and uh yeah but then i ended up playing it and i actually really liked it um but that was only because someone else started the game i forget who it was it may have actually been nikki that got me to play it the first time yeah once i actually started playing i enjoyed it but uh yeah had to had to get past the fan base first not every fan base is good and it's important to let people know where you stand on certain fandoms it is like anime for instance absolutely that fan base is terrible the worst and the medium sucks absolutely it's a good thing that we've created these anime sucks pins. We're here for you. So you can wear them on your lapel, letting people know exactly how you feel about anime. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They know anime sucks Absolutely. and you hate it just as much as everyone should. Absolutely. Buy the anime sucks pins. RealNerdHours.BigCartel.com. Links in the show notes. Buy the pin. Buy the pin. By the pin, by the pin, by the pin, by the pin. I gotta find some ominous music to put behind that. <laughs> yeah, it was a little spooky ambience. Just, boom. yeah, it's yeah, good. Good. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I watched Castlevania. Oh, good. And that show was fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, no, like there's a lot of stuff that. I liked about season one, you know, I thought it was it was decent, but it was just a little tease. But season two is basically just the finishing of that, like what they started, but better. 
because if it was 12 episodes right out the gate, it wouldn't have been as good as it is with the four episodes and the eight episodes. You think so? Yeah, because they wouldn't have had the budget. Oh, yeah, of course <laughs> not. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad they did it the way they did it because episode seven, that fight seems fucking tight. Um, but yeah, dog. And even in episode six. Yeah, and six too, where they, like the action really starts. Um, yeah, and it's, it's super easy to binge. I watched it in one sitting twice. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's really like as soon as I saw those two episodes, I ran him back. Yeah. As soon as I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah. these are, it's probably, I don't know if the, you, you'll agree with this, probably one of the best ever. I mean, ever. in terms of like fight scenes and animation of that, yeah, it was really fucking well done and it was very cool. And I'm going to dive a little bit more into this, but they kept everything very, um, very on Castlevania. Like, and it's, little stuff and like that if you hadn't played the games it may not make a ton of sense but in the context of okay they did this in the games they did a very good job of it so let's 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 go over this and especially in the fights um Sypha uses ice fire and lightning those are the three elements that you can use in castlevania 3 when you're playing a Sypha. um dj Sypha sounds <laughs> It's not exactly how it looks in the show, but she uses ice, fire, and lightning, and that's all she uses in in the show. Um, then you have Alucard turning into a wolf. He doesn't use a sword when he's a wolf form, but that's a thing that he does in the games. Uh, there was one vampire turns into mist. Do that in the games. You've got Grant, or not Grant, Trevor using uh, using some of the sub-weapons, like throwing knives and stuff. He uses the Vampire Killer Whip, specifically the Morningstar upgrade thereof, and the vampires explode when they're hit. And some people may say, why are they exploding? First of all, it's a Holy Whip. Second of all, that's their death animation in the games. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dracula summons a fucking big-ass meteor thing. Does that in uh, Bloodlines. Also, in the very beginning of Symphony of the Night, um, Alucard does his teleport slash that you can do with the Alucard sword in Symphony of the Night. There's a lot of like little nods to the games, and I fucking love it. Like when you have a source material as rich and with so many games to pull from, there's no reason not to. So they did a great job of that. You know, um, there's so many adaptations where they just ignore a bunch of shit or like they'll throw in a bunch of their own stuff because they think it's cool. And I don't know why you've got plenty of source material to pull from that people will jack off to like I did with this show. I played it back in slow motion to slow jerk that shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) But yeah, uh, other, other little Easter eggs that they threw in, there's stuff like um, Hector and Isaac, I mentioned, were from Curse of Darkness that no one played. Uh, they talk about Leon Belmont, who's like the first vampire slayer Belmont in the area. And he was the main character in Lament of Innocence, which is another game that no one played. That was kind of the prequel to Curse of Darkness. Like, they're, they play very similarly. And, uh, he was the first guy to take on Dracula in any form and 
they make reference to that. Like, oh, what was Leon doing in Wallachia? Oh, he was hunting Dracula. Oh, okay. Uh, you see Slogger and Gaben. Uh, those are two bosses. Those, those are the, um, the bird and gargoyle looking demon guys that show up. I forget in which episode. Six in the library with the <laughs> candlestick. It may have been seven. No, actually. no, this was uh, this was before that. It was outside, uh, but yeah, one or two where they're camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there is also like Carmilla is a boss in Castlevania two, um, and Brela, the place that Carmilla is obsessed with going to, is an actual city in Romania. Huh. yeah, didn't know that. Actually, a port town. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that series, and I I love how much they just jammed it full of easter eggs and like little nods to stuff that if you played the game you would enjoy if you didn't it's fine like (laughs) it's not like you actually miss anything by not knowing about this stuff so i i I love that they did that and they've already been renewed for season three so i hope they continue along and keep doing that good i am curious as to like which uh what game they're gonna do Next, like what? what it's going to be the PS2 off? and PS3 ones. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a spoiler: Dracula dies at the end of it. Damn it! And I'm pretty sure he's not actually dead. He just comes back, right? Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Is like he dies, and then people will either summon him again, or like his latent power will coalesce again in like a hundred years. And then he just revives himself, and then someone has to come take him out, which is part of why there's so many games that you're fighting fucking Dracula. And sometimes it's like, you know, someone comes and purposely revives him, um, which you end up doing a couple times yourself because, oh, the castle's back. Someone's going to revive him. Might as well be me so I can just whoop his ass again. (laughs) Uh, So I imagine in the next season it's going to be bald black dude who brings them back that's that seems like the most likely course of action because they do end the season with a sort of epilogue that focuses on hector and isaac so it might just be curse of darkness basically okay and then they re-release that game people play it realize hey this one wasn't actually that bad sorry (laughs) (laughs) we should have bought it when we had the chance sorry dude yeah and so because of that because of watching that again I uh, I started playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night again, and god damn, I love that game. Oh, it's such a good game. I've played it a million times, and uh, a million and one never hurt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Actually, I I played through it on, what, Thursday or so, and now I'm replaying it again. (laughs) Very nice. Because I wanted to do a 100% item collection run. Which kind of takes a bit and should never be done on a uh, fresh file, because fuck it, I'm doing luck mode. I'm not. I, I'm not above that. I'm keeping my stuff. Okay. Someone, someone out there listening understands what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, the game is great. If you have even an inkling to play it again, play it again. Shit holds up. That's good to hear. Yeah. Since the last time we convened, I finished watching Sabrina. The ending it was whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> I liked I liked some of those episodes. Some of the episodes were really fun to watch. 
they're very entertaining. Sure. Some of them drag a little bit, and you're like, dude, I don't care about this. Is it like Monster of the Week kind of stuff? No, kind of. I would say that the show operates in mini arcs. Mm. So either one episode, one off shows, and with like the the B plot being the main storyline throughout the season. Sure. Or it's a multiple episode arc where it's got something happens in this episode and then it's continued in the next. Okay. And then of course still the B plot is the underlying thread throughout the entire season. Got it, got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It that's uh, all right. I mean like <laughs> I liked it, but I could understand why people wouldn't. Sure. And it's more fun to watch than a CW show. It's got better production quality it's good. and the sets don't look fucking cheap. <laughs> I like light horror stuff. Uh I can't do full on horror or any of the gore porn shit. No, oh, but yeah. light horror is cool. That's I like it. Yeah. Like spooky, scary, like lightly themed. That's why I like Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, that's not a horror show. It's not. But anyway, Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo is actually coming back. Hey, uh, no voice of Vincent Price, obviously. Yeah, well, so well, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, it's actually another show on Netflix that I've been watching. Is I've finally gotten around to watching Daredevil. Okay, and I intended on just starting with season three, and that's that's not what ended up happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> when oftentimes when when a new season for something comes out on Netflix, and they're advertising that, if you click on that, it'll just take you into that season, mm-hmm. not start you from the top. Uh, and so I did that and then I was already like, I don't know, probably 10, 15 minutes into episode one when I realized that it wasn't season three. So to his dad in the fucking street. Yeah, exactly. Dad, dad. Yeah. At first I'm like, wow, they're really going heavy on the flashbacks here. I'm like, wait, oh, this is whatever I'm here. And then I just kept watching mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't finished season three yet. I've started it, but my, my, two minute review of season one and two is that season one was definitely better than two and <laughs> Electra is definitely the worst part of the show. Is she? I, well, it's not so much that I dislike Electra or even what she does to Matt. It's in the context of everything. She was what I cared about the least. And I found her contributions irritating. <laughs> Yeah. So it's not so much a fault of Electra. It's not so much like a fault of the show, but it's like the combination of everything makes her just (sighs) irritating. Okay. Fair enough. Um, But I'll also say I'm glad that uh, Kingpin is back because I find him to be one of the more interesting parts of the show. And not having him around so much in season two was also, I think part of what hurt it and uh, not having a compelling villain in season two is what, yeah, because they were just kind of, what were it, they doing? It was Madam, Madam, Madam gal. But Madame even gal. then she wasn't like, you don't really know what she's doing. That's so bad. That like makes her the big, guy. it's like, okay, she's making heroin and she's got, you know, blind people kidnapped, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like, what, Jessica Jones's friend died from a heroin? No, he lived. He survived his uh, heroin little thing, skid, uh, whatever you call it. And there's hardly any use or if any shown in Daredevil. Yeah, you don't really, you don't get a sense of how bad the drug problem is in the area. It's just like, okay. He just keeps saying, my city. Yeah, the whole Hell's Kitchen. I always find it funny that they're, they're so into Hell's Kitchen, which is a very small part of New York. Like, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could talk about New York City and like, then you get more of a sense of like, oh, it's this big thing. No, he only focuses in Hell's Kitchen. But. Like, Madame Gao, you don't see her as, like, a threat, you know? They focus, they talk about, like, her connections and, like, why she's bad. And, you know, okay, yeah, she's a drug lord. That's bad. But otherwise, it's like, oh, the hand. Oh, oh. you don't even know what the hand's doing. Like, you don't get a sense of why this is a big deal. Yeah, and I think... It took a little bit too many liberties with the other shows that are available on Netflix, mm. like Defenders and the beginning of season three of Daredevil. Mm. It assumed that you watched the Defenders. I see. I mean, which would make sense to a degree because you it's available to you and you can watch it anytime you want. So that's how we got a building dropped on him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering when they were going to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah i i should have known i didn't even think about that yeah i wish it, i wish it were legal to like rip those episodes and cut out certain parts and like re-upload them to netflix so you would have something useful to watch <laughs> i mean there are a lot of shows that could use a good trimming down definitely i I know there's there is some stuff like that like the uh the no cheese edit of uh episode one of star wars which was a much better movie where they they basically cut out almost all of Jar Jar's speaking lines, almost everything involving Gungans, for that matter. Um, most of the stuff involving Anakin and like him being a kid, like all the yippies and shit, out. Pod racing cut in half, like just really trimming all the stuff that was just kind of childish and stupid. All the fart jokes and all that, out. And uh, yeah, it makes it much better. And much faster to get oh, through. Damn, yeah. That movie was, what, two hours and ten minutes or something, something like that? Something like that. And then it's down to, like, an hour and a half, hour and 20. That's dope. Yeah. Well, see, you can't make a Star Wars movie like that anymore because the fans expect what they expect, yeah. right? They're not even releasing one this year, right? It's oh, going to be know. next year. That, I'm pretty sure. I get. Yeah, you know, I guess that would make sense because... We would we would definitely know about it at this point because they always release at the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah, I guess not. So if you're if you're a Star Wars fan and they release a one and a half hour Star Wars movie, I think you'd just be disappointed because you've been waiting so long for one. Yeah, I mean, if it's another one of those like a Star Wars stories oh, kind yeah, of thing, get that out of here. <laughs> Well, I did like it, Han though. Yeah, Solo, Solo Solo was cool. Rogue One was cool. Rogue uh, One, ah, Rogue One was okay with the uh, fucking Spurglord robot. <laughs> I don't know, man. They can program these robots to have personalities, but all of them are shitty all the time. This is true. It's K two S O was that weird Spurglord yeah. from Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Lando Calrissian's girlfriend. <laughs> from SJW Solo. bot. Yeah, I was like, uh, this is weird. 
why don't you have robots with good personalities? Even C-3PO is a piece of shit who complains yeah, all the time. Just so, a nagging oh, little no, shit. Oh, no. I can't. I'm, I've had anxiety programmed into me, and <laughs> I, there's nothing I can do about it. It's uh, uh, And then R2-D2, I'm sure, is a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, you know he's actually just out there just saying mad racist shit at all times <laughs> bb8 is probably a child or something like that bb8 really is definitely annoying. either a child or like had stunted intelligence or a dog oh yeah could just be a dog yeah fucking gross uh i wanted to talk about two things real quick i've been getting into audiobooks again uh-huh. after not having anything to listen to for some time this is where we get our endorsement by audible.com <laughs> <laughs> fraudable.com i actually use audible it's pretty dope actually <laughs> uh, you hear that audible sponsor us they sponsor, sponsor everyone else <laughs> yeah listeners tell all your friends so we can make that sweet sponsorship money so there's a web serial called worm which is written by somebody named J.C. McRae, who went by Wild Bow, not Wild Bow, apparently. <laughs> this is one of the problems that I actually have with the audiobook. The name is, they pronounce things very poorly throughout the show or throughout the uh, episodes that they're putting out. So I'm, there's a pot. Oh, fuck. <sighs> The serialized version of Worm is a series of blog posts written by J.C. McRae. It's I've been told it's got over a million words, so <sighs> it's several books. Okay, yeah. And I've been listening to the audiobook, which was recorded by a bunch of fans who just read it. They took it and read it. And it's cool because okay. it saves me time. I don't have to actually dedicate myself to doing a single thing i can just do a bunch of things at once uh like the true galaxy brain man i am (laughs) Uh, if i were if i were truly universally brained i could just read a book watch tv and masturbate at the same time but i'm not that person i can only listen to audiobooks and masturbate at the same time (laughs) (laughs) so i'm listening to worm it's a really it's a pretty decent story so far i'm on chapter 11 i listen to audiobooks at either 1.5 times or two times speed because i don't really care to listen to all of it all the way through at yep. the normal speed because it's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours qu- equivalent of speed reading yeah exactly speed have somebody else reading Haha. <laughs> so it's the story is pretty decent it's about a young girl named taylor who gets a superpower which allows her to control bugs mm. uh, which isn't a good superpower it's just kind of whatever excuse me uh shino from naruto will would like a word with you they have like weird mystical bugs though in the ninja world yeah yeah well (laughs) (laughs) she maybe he was inspired by naruto i don't know (laughs) it's a it's a good question there are several layers to this book but i just got past like the first super major threat to the world and it's written pretty well the content is interesting, and there are payoffs for a lot of things in it. I recommend people check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's it's a fun read or listen, and it's just a superhero book. It's There are various powers, and it's fun to listen to. Now, on the other side of the coin, I've been listening to an audio book as of today called The Lock of Lamora, The Lies of Lock Lamora. 
Hmm. And it's a fantasy novel about a thief. And I swear I couldn't be more fucking bored. <laughs> it's I don't like fantasy novels. And this is proving to me why. To some degree, it's just boring English shit mm. taking place where there are fucking cobblestone streets. Mm. And it's not interesting. It's not fun. It's not interesting. And these guys are thieves in a land full of, like, apparently there's magic or something. But I haven't gotten to the point where anybody's used any magic. <laughs> And this dude's married to a famous alchemist or some shit. And I'm like, oh, that sounds way more interesting than what's going on in this book. You guys are trying to rob somebody. I don't care about that. And it was recommended to me by a friend of mine. And now I'm discovering my friend has shit taste. (laughs) So, yeah, there we have it. It's always a hard thing to come to terms. So Halloween was uh, just last week now it was exactly a week ago today as of recording look at that uh and uh there's a lot of opinions on halloween candies and i just wanted to i just wanted to clear i just wanted to set the record straight on what candies are beautiful and what candies are trash so i i I just want to go through a list of about uh, 20 of these guys. And I want to, I want to get a letter grade out of you on this. I'm going to alternate between uh, the goods and the bads. Okay. Well, some of these are kind of bads too. And we're going to start with circus peanuts. Doug, that's a D. (laughs) I feel like a D is a little, a a little nice. (laughs) It's D for D's nuts because Uh, that's what I'm putting in your face. If you give me circus peanuts, uh, they're not the worst. They're not the worst things I've had. Okay, yeah. I, so, I suppose I have had worse candies, but I'm still giving D minus. All right. Because <laughs> that shit sucks. Yeah, whack. <laughs> Mad whack. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's an A. All right. For, all right, all right, all right. Yep, that's that's one of the classics. You put those motherfuckers in the freezer. Ooh. Eat it. Oh, mm. Magnifico. I'm not as into Reese's Cups as some other people are. But, I mean, I have to give credit where it's due. I'm going to give it a very high B plus or a low A minus. But uh, candy corn. Uh, C. Yeah, I don't, I don't think candy corn is as bad as people make it out to be. But it's, all, it's still not good, though. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a weird candy. It's like, like butter flavored. <laughs> is it? I, I can't even remember. Yeah, actually, it's been a minute since I've had candy corn. I think corn. it just tastes like sugar. It doesn't even have a flavor. There's definitely a taste to it, though. It's like waxy. Yeah. It's waxy sugar. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go C minus C on that. uh, Snickers. That's a a B minus. Okay. Okay. That's a mid-tier little little candy you can give out. It's it's not good. It's (laughs) It's not bad. Peanut butter Snickers, on the other hand... Ah, that's top tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I would, yeah, I would say like regular ass Snickers is probably a B B plus for me. But like all of the variants on Snickers are even better. Like probably solid A for a few of them. Like mm-hmm. almond Snickers, that is my fucking jam. Ooh, never had those. Oh, it's so good, and you can't really find them in a lot of places, huh? But I fuck with them. The uh, wax Coke bottles. 
Who the fuck would even give those out for Halloween? <laughs> I've never seen that for Halloween. Uh, so I would probably give those like a D because I've I've bitten into them. You're supposed to like chew the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. I've bitten into it and was confused by the texture yeah. and just spit it out. <laughs> that, that seems like a natural reaction. <laughs> I actually really like those. Like I used to get them a bunch as a kid. Like I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club and down the street there was a gas station that had those for like. Uh, 25 cents for a pack of five and uh yeah i would i would just chomp into those and i i liked the the feeling of chewing on it i haven't had one in several years probably at least like 15 years but uh i have to give them at least a b because i definitely used to like them oh geez <laughs> twix ah uh, b yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> They're all right. I mean, it's, it's one of those candies that's, like, just too basic. You know what I mean? I feel you. I mean, even though Reese's peanut butter cups are basic, they're delicious, I feel like Twix hits its ceiling, right? It's, <laughs> it's caramel, chocolate, and wafer. Yeah. And caramel's not that good. See, I fuck with caramel heavy, so... Mm-hmm. It's it's like a nice uh, accent to things. Like mm. you get a nice apple pie and you put caramel on it. But as a main course in a candy bar, I don't know, B. See, I'm the kind of guy that could eat just the full ass, like only caramel Milky Way. Like I could, I'd fuck with that. <laughs> so I, I give Twix like B plus, A minus on the, in that same, you know, solid eight out of ten kind of range. Mm. Neko wafers. Dog, F, for fuck you if you're giving them to me. <laughs> Why the fuck would anybody give you Neko wafers? <laughs> fuck Neko wafers. They taste like nothing. They should, that should be counted as child abuse. I'm sure you could crack a tooth on Neko wafers. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, They're so no. bad. I haven't had Neko wafers in a minute. Like, I do not remember the last time I had one. And, uh, nah, they're. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's like the worst part about Smarties. And like I'm already iffy about Smarties. Mm-hmm. That's Neko Wafers. Yeah. Kit Kats. C plus. Yeah, yeah. I I'm cool with Kit Kats. Like I'll eat one if you give it to me, but I'm not going out of my way. Yeah. The variations on Kit Kats are way better. Yep, also agreed. That green tea one is fucking sick. There's so many variants. Shout outs to Mike's old podcast, uh, Kissing Contest. Mike Dick from Virtual Pros. Uh, he They used to have Snacks Chat on there. Oh, word. And people would send them different flavored Kit Kats. I believe there was an incident involving Al sending in Kit Kats. That was actually very funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah get the variations the original ones aren't shit yeah and you're not shit if you're giving them out go yep. get some of those green tea motherfuckers tootsie rolls so i fuck with tootsie rolls but i i recognize the basicness of them they're not dope they're pretty all right though i mean they're they're one of my go-tos if i'm looking for just like or when I was looking for just some candy. Sure. And those flavored ones are bangers, too. Yeah. The vanilla ones. Oh. I, I When I was, like, seven or eight, the vanilla ones were, like, 
I really fucked up those. Yeah. I kind of got tired of them after a little bit. But yeah, regular ass Tootsie Rolls, I'm they're fine, but they get old. Like I can only eat like one or two. Uh, so I'm going to give it like a C. But the flavored ones, solid B, B plus. Yeah, dog. Those are so good. The texture is so nice. Yeah. Nice, nice chew to them. Yeah. Saltwater taffy is really good too. Oh, yeah. I love me some saltwater taffy. M&M's. Fuck M&M's. <laughs> all, Fuck of, all of them? The only good ones are the peanut butter ones. And the crisp ones were oh, really yep, dope. Yep. But they don't have the fun size ones for Halloween no. for either of those. No, it's, it's pretty much just uh, plain and peanut. Yeah. So fuck both of those. I, I have a tier list like specifically for M&M's. Because I really like peanut, almond, peanut butter. most like Almost all of the variants except for plain. Um are, are I find solid. I, I'm, you know, peanut M and M's. They're basic, but still better than fucking original, which are just candy coated chocolate. And it's flavorless on both. Yep. But overall, I guess B minus on an M and M's for me. Pfft, they're getting a D from me. Fuck M and M's. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. You said it. Smarties. So, I think this is a solid C plus from me. All right, all right. Because I like tart candies, but I hate warheads because they're fucking hard candies. Now, warheads are like, I like sour candies, tart candies. Warheads are just like beyond enjoyable yeah. anymore. Like they just took it to the extreme. Yeah, and yeah. I guess they're enjoyable in that that they are extreme, but like that's their appeal but it's not something you could just sit down and just plop a mouthful of them yeah let's fuck that so yeah i I only like the white smarties because i'm racist Uh uh-huh uh those high iq ashkenazi (laughs) smarties yeah uh i don't know there's a subtle flavor to them and that's the only one that i particularly like so c c minus on smarties I don't hate them, but I can only eat. I can only eat a couple of them at a time. Nerds. I think I'm going to go C minus. Oh, word. Yeah, I think they're overrated. They have like a very slight flavor to them. Yeah. And when you chew them up enough, it's just like sugar. It's literally like you might as well be eating fucking pixie sticks. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck pixie sticks. Fuck them forever. I just had a pixie stick the other day and because Halloween, you go fig. And um, it was one of the small ones, like the paper ones. That is the worst method of delivering any form of candy. It's putting your mouth on fucking paper. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck pixie sticks. Even the giant pixie sticks, which are much easier to consume. Now you're just mainlining sugar. Yeah. It's and, literally <laughs> powdered sugar. Oh god, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I, no, and it, it's barely flavored. And like fun dip too. You take the fucking sugar <laughs> stick yeah. and dip it into powdered sugar. <laughs> it was oh god. I used to eat so much fucking fun dip when I was a kid. Uh, it bangs when you're a kid, but when- <laughs> yeah, because it's sugar on sugar. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, god. Yeah, dipping sugar into sugar to get more sugar. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So nerds I'm cool with, but you know uh I can only eat 
like half a box at a time until I feel like a disgusting person. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like them, so I'm going to give them a B. Licorice. Black or red? It's specifically black or licorice. Nah, fuck out of here. That's yep. a D. Yep. That's not good. D minus. I'm going straight up F. That's one of the few candies I absolutely will not eat. Like, nah, if it's if it's licorice flavored, like if it has that, that anise taste to it, mm, I don't like it. It's not. It doesn't make a good candy, but it's good in cocktails, such as a bourbon and root beer with a splash of absinthe. I can actually see that working. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite good. I'm okay with very specific licorice flavored drinks, but it's very specific because, like, I can do Jägermeister, which is licorice, but Sambuca, which is even more licorice, fuck that. That shit will make me puke instantly. Fucking drinking Oizo, dog. Oh, man. Fucking, you, have you been around for the Oizo digs? Yes, I have taken a shot. Yeah, hell with yeah. You. Hell yeah. I fucking love oh, Oizo. Man. These Greeks. Bring oh, me the oizo. Those fucking Greeks, man. Butterfinger. Ah, uh, I mean, there's already a, a god tier peanut butter and chocolate candy. That <laughs> shit gets jammed up in your teeth too when you chew it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go like B minus. I'm gonna go D minus on that. That's another one of those candies that I just won't eat. Mm. But if I had to pick between Butterfinger and Licorice. Butterfinger. Easy. Yeah, all day. <laughs> easy. Uh, and Butterfinger BBs are okay. Because it's more chocolate, less of that whatever weird peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. So Butterfinger BBs kind of kind of bring it up a little bit. So I'll, I'll average it out to a D. But uh, yeah. So on the on the licorice tip is uh, good and plenty. <laughs> nah. Just... <laughs> Shoot the person who gives you good and plenty, <laughs> dog. Just who would? There aren't many people in life that are evil enough to think that good and plenty's are actually tasting good. Oh my god! Are you fucking kidding me? Flavorless coating on top of black licorice? <laughs> Fuck you! That's not good. Don't ever give that candy to anybody unless if you truly hate them. If I'm giving you good, you know what? No, I wouldn't even give my enemies good and plenty because <laughs> I don't want to boost their sales at all. It's fucking bullshit. Oh man. Fucking bullshit. My parents love Good and Plenty. Oh, well, send them to the gulag. <laughs> They're bad people. Yeah, How many have they killed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And every, t- every time they would get this big ass box and they would offer it to me and my brother and be like, mm, now nah, we good. <laughs> you can have plenty. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Yep. Sour Patch Kids. <sighs> That's like a good B. That's yeah. A B. Yeah. Oh, I love the sour candies, man. Yo, do you remember Zowers? You'll have to describe what they look like. They're like Mike and Ike, but coated with sour. Yep, I do. Those are my shit. I fucked with Zowers, man. I loved Mike and Ike's, too. Yeah, Mike and Ike's can also. That's a classic. I definitely liked Zowers more, because I'm really into tart. But, yeah. 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 Sour Patch Kids, B+. Uh, the other bad candies are like just really fringe shit. So we're we're only t- bring, bringing out bangers at this point. Well, actually, that's not even totally true. Skittles. Ah, uh, that's like a C. 
C minus. They're, they're, they're a classic to me. I can't I can't hate on Skittles. I'm gonna have to go B plus on that as well. There's uh the tropical no, the wild berry bag of Skittles was the best one. I'm gonna have to agree there. Yeah, wild berry and then sour. And then I never tried the sweet heat bag, but that sounds fuck withable. It's probably like cinnamon and stuff. Ah. So that, that brings me to uh, hot tamales and other cinnamon. Uh, fuck out of here with the cinnamon candy. <laughs> fuck that. That's not good. That was an acquired taste for me. There was a while where like when I, when I went trick-or-treating hard when I was like between the ages of 8 and 11, we would, we would fucking, we knew the places to hit. We would go all night. And after a couple of weeks... All that would be left are like the cinnamon candies, the black licorice, like the shit that I didn't want. And my sugar addicted ass would just be like, all right, we're, we're trying cinnamon. We're acquiring this taste. Uh, and what was the what was the jawbreaker thing? A big, big. It wasn't a big red. That's the, the gum. You don't mean a gobstopper. No, it was specifically the hot. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not jawbreaker. this. There was one jawbreaker out there that was cinnamon flavored and it was hot on the outside and sweet on the inside. That's weird. Yep. I've never had that. Well, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Hot tamales I'm okay with, but I'm still giving them a C on principle. Uh, yeah. Hershey bars. <laughs> Super middle of the road. Super middle of the road. That's like a solid C if I've ever heard one. <laughs> it's just whatever. It's whatever candy bar. It's fucking chocolate. It's, yeah. Like, th- this list talks about, like, the variants on them. Like, the cookies and cream, almond, whatever. I'm cool with, like, all the variants. But regular ass, plain ass, boring ass. Hershey bar? C minus. Like, I'll eat it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck that. And, like, there's so much better chocolate out there. Yeah, even Tootsie Roll is better. And, like, Tootsie Roll is hardly even chocolate. Yeah, barely. It's got, like, orange rind and stuff, and that's part of what makes it good. Oh, cool. But, yeah. All right. So, other ones off the top that we've been talking about. Uh, Dots. No, fuck Dots. They just get (laughs) fucking stuck in your teeth all crazy, and they don't even taste that good. Laffy Taffies are way better, and they get stuck in your teeth in a similar way. <laughs> now, Laffy Taffy, Laffy Taffies, that's one of my A's. Like yeah. That's the that's top tier. Peak top game. Tier. Those green apple ones. Ugh, mm. you fucking, and they got the jokes on the wrappers. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, dog. Charleston Chew, too. Oh, and Abba Zabba. Abba Zabba was oh. one of those ones that I didn't have for a good portion of my life. And then... I don't even remember when I had it, but I was like, yo, this is straight up nougat. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. The Charleston chew. Uh, you pop those motherfuckers in the freezer. Ooh. And then you take them out. Chef's kiss. Never, never, never tried it. Never really fucked with Charleston Get your chew baby. Get your baby. There's, man, there's so many good and bad candies out there. I like payday, but there was one time that was like my grandma's favorite candy. So she bought like four thousand of them. Oh, and uh, that let me tell you how you get tired of something. Fair enough. <laughs> and it's like, again, I like them, but they're pretty salty, 
and that that shit will wear at your mouth pretty quick. Yeah, you got the dry lips. <laughs> yep. And then you start getting vertigo from all the salt. <laughs> Next thing you know, you get your foot cut off. It's, it's a good time. You make a move about it called soul food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Well, leave in the comments. Talk about our candy taste. Talk about your candy taste. So if we didn't talk about your favorite candies, if we didn't talk about your most hated candies, whatever. I know there's a lot of listeners that are like, Tell us about of your America. candies. Yeah. And I'm sure and you guys weird, got some your weird, wild like, ones. hockey puck licorice dust in Sweden or whatever. Oh, God. There's so many. There's so many. Yeah. And, and every European candy is weird. Don't at me. Catch your pepper. All right. Let's get into some questions from the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Thanks for writing in. Our first question this week comes from Fuck Police Officers. Welcome back. Yes. Do either of you have any pets? Have any animals ever made an impact on your life? Nah, dog. This question probably came up because I fucking tweeted out that I fucking hate dogs. <laughs> I hate dogs. I have less of a distaste for cats, but. Just because they leave you alone? Yeah. But, like, why have a pet if they just leave you alone, right? Like, part of it's getting them to cuddle with you when you're feeling worn out. But as far as I'm concerned, they're just little shit and piss machines that eat all your food or (laughs) eat all their food and just cost you money. It's really just, I don't like them. I don't like pets at all. I, I understand. I understand. I... I've almost never not had an animal at some point, and that's not really by choice. When I was a kid, it was like, oh, yeah, I want every fucking pet under the sun because I was a child and I didn't really have to take care of them. But now the only animal I've got around is Nikki's cat, and now I'm the primary caregiver temporarily, and uh, that cat's a little shit. She's a bitch, and that's how I feel about a lot of cats. Mm-hmm. But she's adorable, so you know. I guess she's got that going for her. But yeah, I in order of animals that I have owned: a dog, two cats, two hamsters, two guinea pigs, a snake, two turtles, uh, some fish. Took care of raccoons that were chilling in our backyard, and a cat. And that's over the course of basically my whole life. And there's a lot of animals, and I don't even really have any favorites because, like, most of them were just kind of there and didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, I would say the one I interact with the most is Nikki's cat, except that's good and bad because she's a little shit that wakes me up early in the morning when I don't want to because she thinks she's starving. And her bowl is full of food, but it's not fresh enough, so she'll come and meow in my face. That's fucking awful. Who wants pets? Pets are terrible. <laughs> I used to I used to judge people who said that they don't that they hate animals and would never want pets. And now I understand why people wouldn't want pets. Yeah, fuck because that. <laughs> that's it's a lot of like just work and maintenance and like yeah, the company is nice, but I don't need it. And uh, yeah, I'm not anti-pet but i'm not like really into them i also have never had 
a companion of my own. So like I, I've never really been emotionally attached to an animal. So mm-hmm. I'm also going to throw that out there as part of the disclaimer. I never have been emotionally attached to an animal either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about dogs. Dogs are <laughs> fucking awful. They do all they do. If they don't bark all the time, they just fuck with your shoes. They fucking pick up your <laughs> shoes and run around the fucking house, like shake them their fucking mouths, or they bark all the time. And they're fucking annoying. I hate dogs. I hate them. They're, they suck. Dogs suck. See, I, I can't. I have no like objective way of saying you're wrong. Like, I still like dogs. I still like playing with dogs and you know enjoy them. I hate overall. touching them. They they're fucking dirty. Dogs are dirty <laughs> as fuck. They could have just gotten out of the bath and they're still fucking dirty. They just it's <laughs> disgusting. Dogs are disgusting. They smell like shit. Unless if it's a short haired dog, which in that case only its breath smells like shit. <laughs> but their mouths are cleaner than yours, Denzel. I bet it is. <laughs> Does it change your opinion? No, fuck dogs. Yeah, I. Okay, just a, a, a quick tale, because Nikki will defend Luna all day. That's her cat. And let me just, let me just explain how this works. Nikki will occasionally feed Luna wet food. And if you've ever owned a cat, that's like the most excited a cat will ever be is when you're cracking open a can of wet food. And then it'll throw it up all over the fucking carpet. Oh, that is definitely a thing. Yep. I have never cleaned as much puke as having a cat. And this is coming from a man who binge drinks and doesn't know when to stop. Only At least you can use the toilet. You can't potty train a fucking dumbass cat to vomit in the sink or in the toilet. Yeah. I've gotten pretty good at like diving under her with like paper towels and shit, though. Because you hear the wind up. Yep. <laughs> well, that's for hairballs. It's more like a, just like a pumping. <laughs> it's like, a, and then it picks. Anyway, uh, so Nikki cracks open a can of wet food, and Luna's going nuts, and uh, she goes to put it into her bowl, and uh, as most cats do, she's just like darting around Nikki's feet, and that makes Nikki drop trip and drop the bowl while she's holding it. It's in a ceramic bowl. So it breaks all over the floor. Uh, And now Luna still wants her wet food. So she's still going at it while there's broken ceramic and Nikki's trying to stop her. And so she doesn't end up eating fucking ceramic that's broken and all that. But of course I'm home during this. And I'm in the other room. So from my perspective, all I hear is a shattering. And then, no! (laughs) You fat shit! (laughs) She ends up smacking the cat away. And like, it was... (sighs) Cats. (laughs) I fucking hate animals, man. Uh, Yeah, so... um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> Juice Campbell asks, how much did old school tsunami contribute to your interest as an adult? 
As a kid, I would look forward to getting home and watching Toonami. Similarly, what about old school Adult Swim? There are plenty of anime and adult cartoons during a time when many other networks weren't. Both of those programming blocks and definitely contributed to the person I ended up becoming later in life, for better or worse. That's a complex question that requires a complex answer, but I will give you the abridged version. Obviously, we sit here and we talk about anime all day, and that's because of Toonami. Yeah, largely. And Adult Swim. Uh, and Adult Swim had a large impact on my music tastes. And yeah. The music tastes of a generation. Yeah. You listen to all that lo-fi hip-hop bullshit. Yep. That's, that's like all inspired, fucking Toonami. Yeah. Inspired and by Adult Swim. Nujabe's. Uh, Flying Lotus, anybody off a of brain feeder, any basically anybody that they were putting on the bumpers yeah. during Adult Swim, and who played in some of the anime that Definitely. came on, big impact on me, big impact on a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, even the folks that aren't like crazy into anime or anything to this day, most people watched Dragon Ball Z that are our age. Like if you're if you're at this point anywhere between. I know, probably 25 to 35, you probably fucked with Dragon Ball Z. So that's all Toonami. So yeah, it had a huge impact on a lot of people, and I, I definitely have to give credit where it's due. And I probably would have been into anime regardless, just because of the people I was hanging out with. My dad was kind of into anime. I was definitely into video games and stuff already. So I probably would have been into anime regardless, it definitely helped. Yeah. And Adult Swim, I would say, had more of an impact on my musical taste than anything else. Because by that time, I kind of already knew what I liked. And yeah, I was definitely exposed to uh, some new shows like Yu Yu Show and stuff. But I didn't get to watch it all the time. So there was only a few things where it actually had a, a noticeable impact. Because most times I was just in bed by the time it was already airing. Because I wasn't an adult yet. XXTheXJanitorXX asks, What do you guys think of the monthly Loot Crate subscription services? They got them for dogs, horror fans, vinyl records, food, cosmetics. What would the R&H box be? So... All in all, I think those boxes are a fucking scam, uh, <laughs> largely, because what they're doing is buying bargain basement goods, especially something like Loot Crate, where they have like a Funko Pop that couldn't sell five years ago inside of the box, as well as like different tchotchkes and knickknacks, along with a keychain that was made by some kid in a factory in China. <laughs> and it's like the B grade keychains where there's like a little smudge somewhere that it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. or even something that you can't tell is wrong. Like they use the wrong laminate or something like that. And they send it to you for $15 a month. And you're like, oh, just consume the product. Buy the product, consume it. It doesn't even matter what's in the box. I'll buy it anyway. Yep. I fucking hate those. Yep. Yeah, I've never subscribed to any of those kinds of things. Largely because I don't like subscriptions in general. I don't. I don't like paying for things that I'm not actively using. And I feel like a, something like that is pretty much the epitome of paying for something that you don't use. So nah, I'm not into it. There are a few loot boxes that are that I would find useful. 
uh, something if I weighed like a lot less, mainly yeah. because like they're clothing based loot boxes. Oh, so yeah. what they do is you pick your style or whatever and you pay them like a hundred bucks a month or something. Yeah. And they send you a new outfit. Yep. Including like a pair of jeans or something. Yeah. Those, those are actually pretty good in terms of value because they yeah. actually pick out some pretty good stuff and you know, they, they kind of get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Like they'll push you in a direction and they're really, yeah. they tend to be pretty uh, modern and up to date with their stuff. So that's actually pretty decent, but I don't buy new clothes like that. Granted, that's part of the point. A lot of people don't really update their wardrobe all there that often, but it's a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. You don't really need jeans, a new pair of jeans every month. No. Nah. And also again, the quality of the stuff that they're sending you comes into question because they could be just brands that you've never fucking heard of in your life. Yeah. Like the target brand Massimo. Oh, God. They're sending you Massimo jeans and a fucking Walmart brand t-shirt. You know what I mean? On that. Have you noticed Champion is like coming back yeah. in a big, big way? And like, isn't this fucking Walmart? Like, <laughs> the, the problem is, is that people have breathed life into things that were once bargains. Like, I used to buy a lot of Champion shit. Yeah, and I stopped recently. Mainly, well, the last time I bought it was last winter. I always buy two of the same thing. <laughs> uh, it's a he- or ash gray hoodie. <laughs> buy two of them and one is for work one is for when i do other shit so i buy two of these things and by the end of the winter they're worn the fuck out <laughs> they're like discolored and i even have like one of the lint removers and they're still pilling like crazy <laughs> it's those things were cheap as fuck yeah. but champions come back because a lot of dorks started wearing their shit again and it's really upsetting to me because I like Champion because it was cheap as fuck. Yeah, that was the reason why I know them because, like, it's very cheap. And, I mean, they're passable. And it doesn't matter because you most of the time you're just wearing the stuff at home yep. or in whatever context that you don't really care what you look like. And there you go. There's good old Champion. It's the fucking McDonald's of sweats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the R and H box would probably include, if I were being completely honest and not being sarcastic at all, uh, it would probably be like an enamel pin, a patch, and uh, some stickers, some stickers, and like a zine or something. Yeah. So, like, it would be f- from people that we know and or like. Yeah. Like yeah. friends of ours, it would just be like the R and H shit box or whatever. <laughs> Where we sell it for like fifteen or twenty dollars a month, and we just sell, send you shit that we like. Yeah, there's now, not. If we could, that probably would also involve some sort of craft beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nah, nah, nah. It was just give them like it was the fucking R and H San Diego box with a bunch of alcoholics. Yeah, I mean, if it were if it were something where it could guarantee delivery, yeah, like if the the freshness and crispness of the beer could be guaranteed through the <laughs> delivery process, I would be like, yeah, absolutely. But like, even if we're sending it fucking Arizona or Texas, it'll just be like, shit. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta get those cold storage trucks. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really about it, if I had to guess. I mean, realistically, yes. But, I mean, <laughs> to take it, you know, add... I forget what the term is, but it's... Panache. Some, some flair. Yeah, you know, to add, add some... 
whatever to it, you know, throw in some old magic cards, I'll, I'll put in, I'll hand notate one of my combos, put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next question comes from Unicorn Hipster from last week. Being podcasters yourself, do you think Joe Rogan has become a safe haven for alt-right figures? Has Joe himself become alt-right, or is he still a moderate with libertarian viewpoints? Also, as a Castlevania old head from the early 90s on, I would love to hear what you guys think of the new season. Peace and respect. Well, we got you covered already. Boom. You're done. Didn't even have to ask. Shoot. As for Joe Rogan, I never really listened to him much, but it definitely seems like a lot of people who... If you say you really fuck with Joe Rogan, I'm judging you. So that says something on its own. But I have seen some clips of Joe where he like he does actually stand up to his conservative guests and, you know, will show some of his more moderate or libertarian styled views. But I know a lot of alt-right people really like him. The problem that I have with that argument in itself, for every clip of him for two minutes telling Dave Rubin that he's fucking stupid because the post office needs to exist for a reason, <laughs> yeah. uh, there are at least six or seven hours realistically with each perch each individual person probably like two and a half to three hours of them just talking about nonsense outputting crazy ideas unchallenged by joe rogan uh, and yeah that's the reason why there's a problem with him using his platform the way he does he he can challenge people and he does sometimes but it's just that he lets them talk and he doesn't really have opposing point of views on his show. Mm. So you'll notice that most of the celebrities that come on are probably left leaning except for the comedians who do the comedian welfare act where they talk about SJWs all the time. (laughs) Uh, What ends up happening is that the comedians or the actors or the musicians will come on. They're heavily left leaning Mm. and then like people will say, oh well, he has people on both sides of the spectrum, on. <laughs> oh, and it's yeah, like, okay, no, that's not the case. What ends up happening is the the people who are there to espouse political beliefs are well educated or at least have a lot of talking points mm-hmm. from their political point of view, and the celebrities are just kind of there, like yeah, saying they're, some. Things. They're talking about other stuff. They're not. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Joe Rogan will bring up something that Ben Shapiro said to like some random celebrity and they'll be like, Oh, that's weird. Uh, well, I don't agree with that. And then it's like, Oh, he had a liberal on. He had a liberal on. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's both sides guys. He, yeah. he represents both ideas. And it's like, no, no, he fucking doesn't. Intellectually dishonest. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely a fucking fraud. And it's a joke that people consider taking him seriously. It's He's got a huge platform. He's got a huge podcast. And part of the reason why his podcast is so big is because he does actually pander to, at least in my opinion, the alt-right side. No, he definitely does. He and knows what he's doing for sure. Definitely. And it there's been a statement of um, the left has podcasting, the right has YouTube. And that's not true. No, it's not. But I mean, they is probably more accurate. Uh, but I mean, he puts his stuff on YouTube anyway. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's a podcast on YouTube. 
I personally believe he knows exactly what he's doing and he just doesn't care because he's getting paid out of the fucking ass. Yeah, I mean, he's he found his niche. He found what makes him popular and get money and all that. You know, if he put if he brought Noam Chomsky on, I don't think that's going to get a lot of views. Well, actually, it might now because it's like, oh, he actually brought in a, a real leftist. You know? Yeah, I don't think he's had any actual political theorists from the left or political pundit on huh. from the left in a very long time. He's maybe done it like once or twice or something. But if you go through his history of people that he's had on the show, he's had on Jordan Peterson like five or six times or something. Yeah. Dave Rubin several times. Ben Shapiro more than once. And, like, all these cats are fucking idiots. Yeah. Uh, Steven Crowder as well. This guy's, God, that guy's a fucking he's moron. He's a fucking moron. All right. So, you know what? I will revise my statement kind of. Uh, Jordan Peterson has a PhD in psychology. Everything else that comes out of his mouth is fucking stupid. <laughs> he, he doesn't know shit about shit. He has learned how to manipulate people, and that's what he does. Yeah. He, he's manipulated a mass of people who are just looking for a surrogate father, and it's depressing. Shout outs to that Reddit post, man. Oh, the one. I think that may have been fake. It may have been. It may have been. But, you know. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. <laughs> it's so whenever anybody tells you that Joe Rogan has had on significant people from the left, go through with them the people that he's had on. Because being a celebrity doesn't count as being like somebody who's into fucking politics. You have fucking Chris Evans on your show, let's say for instance hypothetically. Yeah. You have Chris Evans on the show and he's left leaning, yeah, but he's far from a political scholar. There's like they're basically just average people. Yeah, essentially. Like, yeah, okay, they have more of a platform and they have more money and they're they're okay, yeah, they're known figures, but I'm not going to talk to Chris Evans about political theory. I'm going to talk to him about economic policies. <clears throat> I also wouldn't expect people to talk to me about this stuff. Because while I'm slightly more knowledgeable about politics than the average person, that's a slight. I don't have any actual education on this. I just kind of keep up with it. Yeah. Same. And that's the way you do it, right? Like, if you don't have an expertise in a certain field, you just... you. Let people know, A, that you're not an expert in the field, and you give them your opinion if they really want it. But what Jordan Peterson does, which is the problem, is he swear he doesn't preface any of his statements by saying, like, well, I'm not an expert, or this is just me spitballing, or this is just a thought experiment. It's none of that. He comes from a position of authority on most things that he says, so he comes across as fucking stupid when somebody like Jim Jeffries asks him, well, don't you think civil rights for gay people is just as important as civil rights for black people? And Jordan Peterson sits there and says, well, you know, I'd never thought of that. Or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. Yep. And again, intellectually dishonest. Hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> also from last week, it's a question from Aluminum Tubes, who asks, which cast of video game characters have you found yourself most attached to? I played Persona 4 over the summer, and getting through that basic rock, paper, scissors, JRPG gameplay was a tall order. Somehow, 90 hours flew by because I just had to know more about those stupid kids, no matter how cliche they got. Well, 
Honestly, I don't really get too attached to most characters, and I don't really play. <clears throat> I don't really. God. I don't really play a ton of games that have very character driven sort of stories or gameplay and stuff. You know, I play some JRPGs and stuff, but a lot of them aren't all that character driven. But if I had to pick one, I would definitely say the Ace Attorney series, especially Trials and Tribulations. Um, that that game goes kind of hard uh, with some of the story. And Diego Armando deserved better. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Faye, me and Faye also deserved better. Uh, so... Yeah, very good game, and I was really into those characters. Nah, I don't remember any JRPG characters off the top of my head that are worth... But what about any character? What about your creative character in 2K? Um, I am failing to think of somebody. Yeah, um, this I had to think about that question as well, because... The the only really character driven genre of games is pretty much JRPGs, and you'll get something like GTA that comes around. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, but I mean, those people in GTA are purposefully <laughs> hard to relate to because they're either like psychos or idiots. Yeah, Franklin is fairly easy to relate to in GTA Five because he's a fucking normal dude <laughs> surrounded by caricatures. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like uh, Lester, I guess, from uh, from GTA. Is he the the super psycho one? No, that's Trevor. Lester okay. is the computer dude. Okay, your hacker friend. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't play enough games where characters are important or prominent in them. Yeah. Yeah, I know Persona is definitely one of the more, like, you get really into the characters kind of games. I mean, that's, like, basically all of the side story, it, actually, shit, in, including the main story, is very character-driven. I haven't played the Persona games. I've watched bits of it, and I know the general idea of what happens in most of them, but, yeah. I know Persona kind of is exceptional in that. That they they are so uh, character driven. So yeah, sorry we can't really answer the question a little bit you know, more eloquently, but yeah, sorry, bud. Yeah, Masters of Scientology asks: Is Bitcoin cheap enough yet? No. Oh, that was a solid answer. I mean, I I haven't paid much attention to it, but yeah, I mean, it is pretty cheap right now. But I don't know if it's ever going to bounce back the way it did. It was. Last time I checked, it was 6K. A 6K? Mm. Yeah, 6.3, I think. And that's not cheap enough to justify buying it yet. Uh, one day, it will be cheap enough to justify buying, but not yet. Uh, it has been on an upward trend again. It'll it'll bounce back in like two or three years. But I'm laughing in the faces of all those Bitcoin and cryptocurrency speculators from like earlier this year. Yo, I'm that- looking at the one year... The one-year chart, and it is a Hell fucking yeah. drop. Yeah, Holy dog. Shit. Yeah. No, there was um, there was this one dude I know. He's from Guam. Shout-outs. He was uh, 
he was not an early adopter of Bitcoin, but he caught it like right as the wave was going up at the end of last year. And he became all about it, of course. You know, of he, course. he was super into it and all that. And like he kept on sharing articles about like how Bitcoin's the next new big thing and all that. <sighs> yep. And uh, on, on Facebook. And, you know, he, he posted it like an open question of like, why aren't you investing in Bitcoin yet? And I'm like, oh, because it's about to burst. And like then like a week later, he posted another thing that was like, oh, look, at this It's hit its all time high. Like, do you still think it's a bubble? I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what a bubble is. <laughs> That's how bubbles work. Dog, they expand and expand and expand and then pop. And then like not even two months later, that shit just sucks to be that dude oh yeah there were a bunch of streamers that i was watching for a little bit that got into it around the same time yep. they bought at 7k oh okay because they're rich streamers yep <laughs> and they lost a bunch of money <laughs> i mean yeah I, they could have made money if they sold at 20 but yeah but people were like, oh, it's going to hit 50. It's going to hit 50. No way. It's going to hit $250,000 a piece. It's like, no Maybe way. eventually. Maybe maybe once the price of the dollar has fallen so much. Yeah. Like, when the it, next economic crash comes. Yeah. I heard they've started doing subprime loans again. Yeah, dog. I yeah, thought dog. that shit was straight up illegal now. They Nope. They stripped away the reg- regulation of Dodd Frank when uh, Trump went into office. Oh, it's going to happen again, dog. <laughs> it's going to happen, and then a bunch of people are going to be miserable and wonder why the fuck it happened. Yeah, and then we're, everybody's going to be like, "Well, we told you." So, if you have no idea what, what we're talking about, just watch The Big Short, and they'll pretty much explain it. Yeah, and yeah. then wonder why Americans are so fucking stupid. Why? It's so weird. Uh, well, anyway, thanks yep. <laughs> everybody for writing into this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at X Real Nerd Hours. You can follow me on Twitter at That Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You, you can like the show on, on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast and slash group slash real nerd hours podcast. That's a mouthful. And uh, buy our pin. Yeah, buy the pin and support the show on Patreon. The stuff is this Patreon's going to be resuming this weekend. Sorry about that, gang. It's been a real wild last few weeks. Um, but we're getting the clear again. Peace. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a good night.